0: He built for his sister, and <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we,
0: we built up like, David's
1: house as being the, quieter, being the quieter, yeah, yeah. The quieter. And then we come It's fine. Yeah, I think it's just the sounds of New York. You know, sounds of it's like I think it's yeah. fine. Like it's like ice cream. Yeah, we're not going to go on the record and say we don't like ice cream. is yes. it regional? Because like that's not the song that was when I when I was growing up in Seattle. It was a different song.
2: LA is a whole different song for ice cream. Yeah, yeah um, it's you know it's much faster. It's much more. Upbeat, yeah, it's sunnier. It's sunnier. Oh, yeah. it's sunnier. This, right? is,
3: this yeah. sounds like Farmer in the down.
2: Yeah, I think there are. There. You, yes. I isn't
1: think. it? Yes. Don't
3: your ears hang low? Um, don't your ears?
1: Don't your ears? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: don't your ears. <laughs> Asking a <the> musical question. Asking musical
4: question. Yeah. Um,
1: um. So, we wanted to ask you, what, so how long have you both been in New York? Well,
3: um, I moved here, here, I think in 73, 1973. Okay. So, you, I know this might seem like a strange thing, were you weren't born yet. Yeah. <laughs> when I know it must be, I know it must be. I know not must be. I know it must be. I know it know it I have read about it. <laughs> I'm sure it must be. Right, right, right. <laughs> I have <hope> too. but uh-huh, <laughs> <laughs> To put it in
0: perspective, yeah. uh-huh. when did you move, Gwen? Well, I've actually lived here a good part of my life. Did you go? Yes. Up and here? Partly, but I, I remember one th- thing about Gwen when, <laughs> when I was
3: first starting to talk with her. That uh, uh, she, I mean, for some reason, we were talking about Marseille. Oh, Marseille! Oh, my mother was from Nice. And so, but, but yeah. Gwen, I mean, she would say Marseille, like she would say Marseille, like Ma- like Marseille, and I go, <laughs> I'm like what a and then, I, and then I realized she really speaks French. <laughs> I, I, I had lived, yeah. I had lived for uh, three months in 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 France. Yes. I went back yes. to school as an adult, and and I right. and I went to Bard. And one of those years, this I got to go to France for for ninety days, and I went to Marseille, and I just loved Marseille. <laughs> Marseille.
0: Marseille. 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 Right, right, right. <laughs> but you got a lot of other things that you actually saw the round, I remember now, you see the round right. hot plate exactly. of images coming up. In, the, oh, yeah, in yeah. the early
1: stages we had thought that we would have a hot plate yes, in okay. the centre of, oh. the, of the recording studio and have something on it that yes. would, but then we realised that that was maybe a little bit of a crutch.
2: We didn't, just, we,
1: we didn't want to be tied down. Maybe we
4: it'll still hide
2: in. In. stay hide Stay free. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 But, but so you, you guys then did do your studio visits like at a certain point and well,
0: yes, maybe a while have you ago, visited my place? I did maybe come I, to your place. You did? I did. And I remember saying how much I liked the transmission towers oh. that I saw in your in your studio. And you had some that would cut down because they had to get into your studio. Oh, yeah. So I remember that very well, but I don't know the time frame of years, maybe five years ago, six years ago, more. And then it I seems saw you. like we've been seeing each other more the past few years. In the past few years, yes. exactly. I remember.
3: Yes. It was so much fun because there was a show in Red Hook last summer, and yes. Gwen came out. On the ferry. On the ferry. Yes. And at the still house. And we it, mm. and a bunch of people came out the last day and we got to ride the ferry back across the river and it was so beautiful. We sat on the roof great. or something, we were just yes. like, ah, sort of yelling oh, yeah. and screaming. It was beautiful weather. Beautiful. It was like Good. Venice or something, this yes. moment where New York seemed like a beautiful city elsewhere. You know, or or was New York yes. at its best.
1: Yeah. I can't wait. Blasio is apparently going to rapidly or just massively expand the ferry mm-hmm. system. And make it more of a primary form of I don't know how that it'll happen, but it sounds so exciting. Because <laughs> it should
0: have that element. Yeah. It can, you know. It's just a it's true. kind of Venice on the Yeah. On the, the East River. <laughs> in the in the summer, summer. in the summer. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that was nice and going to that big that show. Yeah and then that seeing that the, the, the um the, the still house. The still yes. house. What yes. show do yes. you This is that, the, the yeah. one that Miles
3: uh, Miles organized. Oh, and that's okay. where a lo- that's where my tower was. It hadn't been yes. shown. Houston. I have seven of those towers, and they hadn't been shown in a very long time. So Miles so, Houston yes. put that together. Yes. Yeah, and and the guys. Yeah, it was sort of a big effort, but a lot of people saw the tower, and that is where. Um, Jesse Greenberg? The, the, de- the day that uh, McGregor went and saw it, he asked Jock for my phone number and called me up and said, Can we come over to your studio? So it was no. nice. So it was I sweet. Know, like amazing. one nice thing has led to another since, really, since. Um, the show at No More Games. And and yes
0: you you came to the show at No More Games, I yes. think, yeah. Yes, I did. So yeah. then you had two shows right. I've just had to each a series other. of things yes. in public, yes. which has right.
3: been really fun. You yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have things in public. Well yes, of course. But there are many times when one is doing private things. Yeah. And, you know, we, yes. I mean yeah. it feels very a lot of fun to participate also it, it's learning a lot too plus I've been in lots of group shows Gwen has too but yes, the number of solo of- shows is much less than group shows Yeah. so it's sort of been fun to well it's nice that the work solo. is being
0: seen again the, yes. the towers that you've done a long time right. ago and now they're being shown again oh
3: that's and, how we were yes, talking
0: about induction, uh, induction, induction
3: because yes, Gwen had yeah. seen an image I sent her and it was from it was actually some, something. Actually, it was because Miles and what's and 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 Zach at Stillhouse they wanted me to make a T-shirt of my transmission tower. Mm-hmm. It was a drawing that I had from 1988 oh, wow. that I found, and yes. it was a transmission tower holding these two baby skeletons, which is a pretty horrifying image. But that's you know, it's, I like those towers. I love hate them, like many people. Yeah, and yeah, um, they're so authoritarian, but. You know, we want electricity, but the things you know—it's a pretty high cost of electricity. And so I made I, like I, the, instead of making a T-shirt, I made a I made a wall label that would fit around an electrical socket. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And so I was talking. Actually, I was talking with McGregor. I wanted to have one in the show there, and he was—he thought it was too funky. So I for them. Electrical outlets, you know, it's like so funny. But anyway, so I kept working on the idea. I made a clear label, and I installed that at printed matter. And Gwen saw that, and then I went to see her show. It was a group show on Greenwich
0: Street. Yes, which was called Place. And because I'd had a show uh, at Syracuse University about a year and a half ago called Moments of Place because I make windows that are also part of the architecture. I mean, the way I place them, so to speak. So then it was in a group show, but I make some that are the size of a window, but also miniature ones, small ones. And one of the small ones is really um, next to an electrical outlet. Oh. And it becomes, my my thoughts are that um, they're really part of the environment. In other words, they don't exist completely by themselves. They change according to where they are located. Yeah. So uh, the location informs them and changes them. And so the windows that I... Uh, they're photographs of windows, but with a frame. So I think of them as, well, being uh, the window themselves. It's not a photograph of, it is the actual object. Right. And. Um, They were um, some work that I've been doing for a while, but was also a throwback to work I was doing a long, long time ago, before some other work, so it was a return of uh, painted frames with windows that I'd done years ago, because I did a lot of photographs uh, with painted frames that I had shown, well, with John Weber Gallery, long, long ago. Oh, in the uh, the 70s? This is more like 80s early early oh, eight, 80s okay. i would say yeah. and then um uh so then i didn't do that work i did it quite extensively for a while and then i went through other sort of permutations which um, photographs of collages which were printed on photo emulsion on linen right but to get back to these uh what i've been doing now i think of them as um the actual um uh, object, but they change according to where they are located, and so that reminded me that, and also Becky of what she was doing, which is, that um, it's in situations then, situations, and and then what I'm doing now also is um, uh, I'm photographing the objects in their situations, and so they exist just as photographs, and I call them nomads or travelers, because they are traveling to different places, mm-hmm. and they become something else. They have a new identity that way. So there's the actual of course there is the thought that by doing that the actual objects become props for the photographs in right. a way, Which changes a bit their it identity. Kind of feeds back
2: into itself. But it feeds it? back
0: into itself. Yeah. So I'd like to, um, to show them together but in this group show place that um, Becky saw mm-hmm. that I had some that were uh, small and then Larger versions of the same ones, and I might make somewhere. uh, Thoughts are that I would actually, they would, a a few of them would actually go into the wall, so that they would be Mm -hmm. a, um, a piece. But. For the moment, they've been as yeah. they as they are. They yeah. Are, you know.
1: And where are the windows that you photograph? Are they well location specific in that
0: sense? Well, one of them was in Lisbon, where I lived at, at different times, and um, so I had one fo- uh, window that I found, um, which the glass had been painted from the other side, so it has a very the window itself as so somebody made it opaque. Interesting. And so it's. Um, the color was a, a, a light blue, but it had ch- um, so it was not transparent. It was opaque. But I photographed that window, and then I photographed it also at different times of day. So um, it was just a rather curious object to find, in a way, mm-hmm. and um, very much like a thing that sounds similar to the collage, or
2: like well, like y- a like here's something of mine in the world
0: in the world yeah so i'd found it yeah so i had you know and um it was uh, it was curious because then from these thoughts i had um i read that ellsworth kelly had done oh, i'd seen that he'd done a window of that he'd done from a photograph that he'd done in paris like i don't know when in the 50s or something and um From there, a lot of his abstraction came actually out of that; uh, uh, these actual places. So they weren't um, necessarily just abstract abstract at all. They were never abstract at all. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what, I was thinking. So partly from uh, her mother was from Brittany. So I went to school there too. But I then was in New York and uh, I went to Cooper Union, that's uh-huh. where I went to school. So, and I, uh, I studied sculpture. I really came out of being huh. a sculptor. And that's so, um, kind of segued from um, uh, sculpture into photography. And, um, and I studied sculpture Union? with uh, Tom Doyle and oh. Tom <laughs> oh. now,
4: what is
0: What does that mean? What, yeah. what, what does that mean? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I just saw the movie. I remember him from I, my early days in New York. It, yes, I do. he yes. seemed like an
0: okay guy. Oh, he was really great. Movie, I heard was, he wasn't portrayed, so, yeah, know Well, he was,
3: he seemed like a nice guy, but, but you know, it was, did you see the movie? What I movie didn't see oh, yeah. the movie. Oh, no. the movie on Eva Hess? Yeah. Oh, oh I haven't Hesse. seen it yet. I heard it's
2: really good. Oh, it's yeah.
3: really good. It's excellent. Yeah. But they have straight out shots. I mean, there's part of her writing, like, yeah. I mean, they just fell madly in love, and then she goes through this period where Tom's out drinking and flirting, and he's talking to other women, and he's fucking other women, and I feel bad watching him. You know, I don't like going to a party. Yeah. It hurts me to watch him, yeah,
0: kissing other women. But yeah, I think I, a lot of that. I don't know uh, that it was so, so literal. Women. I mean, I don't know not, how literal it was. I think really. it was more that he was very flirtatious and incredibly charming. He was very, a very wonderful teacher, he and he really so was handsome. the one. Very handsome. Well, I would have kissed him. It yes. was like <laughs> You're not have charisma <laughs> he charisma. He was a teacher. Anyway. It does. He had a great yeah, charisma, and yeah. he was really wonderful. <laughs> <on>. And uh, <laughs> He's the, he's really the one who encouraged me to go to Cooper. You know, he said you really have to go on. Wow. And, but I was making sculpture, and then I went from there into photography more. But mm. then and then missed the handmade. So then I went back into making work more yeah. with um, photography and painting and objects. <laughs> Let's get back to objects. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I um, yeah that was. Uh, so I had, yeah, I studied with him, and he was he was a very good artist, and mm-hmm. I think that he um, uh, was showing then at the Duane Gallery and had a big uh, kind of following. They were stars. They were. Yes, they were. I had no idea. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, very yes. So it shows uh, things, them going
3: to Germany and both working there intensely. Yes, I mean their yes. careers took off from this time in Turin. T- yes,
0: that's that's yes. T- he was, yeah offered a grant or a studio and she went also and she started doing all these incredible drawings which was really a catalyst for a lot of her other work. The work you a mm-hmm. Yes. The yeah. Yeah. Later, yeah. But they, wonderful but, uh, movie.
1: they were um, prominent or equally prominent at the same, same time?
3: No, in Germany she was the little wife mm-hmm. and he was the star. They went on his uh, grant oh, or, or his connection with the dealer so she was sort of the wife up in a room by herself and playing with the kids swimming with the kids, making friends with the kids. But that's really when she started her mature work because she was that's so unhappy yeah. and she got back to New York. And then, I mean, the way he described their breakup, it was like she, she she was basically, she was really a bitch. She was really hard to live with and she was angry all the time. Not that she was angry because he was out drunk every night, you know, yeah. messing around, you know. <laughs> so, so he goes, one day she came home and she, she threw, I don't know, she said something provocative, and he said, so go. And that was it. Mm. The way he described it, he sounded really... Yeah, I think about
1: it. the passage of that, have, have either of you read Yvonne Raynor's uh, Feelings or Facts?
0: Parts of it. I've read a little bit of it, but not... Uh, oh, yes. it's really wonderful. Um, uh-huh. But
1: she describes her relationship with Robert Morris and mm. kind of watching her star get subsumed under his, mm-hmm. just by sheer proximity, because it was... because. He was gaining prominence. It was almost like her; she wasn't able to Mm -hmm. because of the respect that Mm -hmm. would make her a self-standing persona in her Mm -hmm. own right was diminished by the fact that he got the grants and she went along with
0: him. So she was. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder
1: how typical that was.
0: I think it was really typical in the six. Uh-huh. I mean, that was before yeah. I moved here. That was before I was more yeah. involved. I mean, I would say, I you know, perhaps I wasn't as aware of of that uh, to some degree uh, because I thought, you know, we we're all artists, but now, of course, I see it in a very different light. Yeah. Yes, I, mean, I don't. You know, we just easily, la-
3: you yeah. know, one person shows were Julian Schnabel and Ross Bleckner. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like just just a mm-hmm. a string of. Of solo shows mm-hmm. at museums, yeah. mm-hmm. and then maybe one
0: Cindy Sherman
3: or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think I'm more aware of it in retrospect that that was much more the case well,
3: than at the time. Student, it's really hard it, it, to know
0: what is like. Well, and a context I. Context for things, kind of. Or. I don't know. I think that also. I mean, I I remember when I sh- started showing at John Weber. He had very few women. Yeah. And uh, in fact. Um, when I showed, I had a show, and it was at a time when there was a demonstration of all these women in front of MoMA
5: mm-hmm. saying
0: that there weren't as many women in the collection as there should be, mm-hmm. or that they'd done a list of the Gorilla Girls, yeah, they're they're done right. a list of how many women are in are not Gorilla Girls, are you? <laughs> <Mine>
2: the
5: <doesn't>
0: word? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I had, um, one of my ideas was would, for the podcast
2: was that we would track down the Guerrilla Girls and like uh, digitize their, you know, do that like vocal thing that they uh, do in like 60 minutes when they hide uh, the person's voice.
0: Um. I think I know who a few are, but I don't yeah, really even know that. that for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I'm I, not even I, I 100%. That. I think I, I have an idea, but maybe one or two of them. Yeah, but, yeah. But so there was a demonstration there, outside. Well, there was a dem- demonstration outside of MoMA and also there was a whole uh, sort of manifesto that the Gorilla mm-hmm. Girls did. This, yeah. this five women artists in this gallery as opposed to 30 men or something, or tw- 20 men, you know, it was all these things. And I thought, oh, how surprising, you know, because after all, um, I thought, well, you know, John Weber seems to have taken on women. And then I, um, I showed also with Grace Borgenicht, and Grace Borgenicht had uh, Emily Mason and Alice Trumbull Mason who were uh, um, mother and daughter uh, and I thought well you see there are women out there and uh, but obviously not to very extensive and even now I notice often entirely
2: crazy of, isn't it yeah. it seems like it's amazing really nuts, cause
0: sometimes I feel like it hasn't changed at all right? I mean sometimes I see a, 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 you know a Bruno Bischofberger or whatever and it's every single one is is um, they're, they're all men yeah. you know or else there was a an auction at a uh, I don't know whether it was Dupuri or Sotheby's or something, and all the offerings were of Mm -hmm. um, male artists. But, you know, I I don't know whether I feel, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know how to say it, but uh, I feel that my work had to do with my own self more than the fact that if I had shown more, that's my own situation as well. I, I don't know how to explain it but it, clearly, but it's not only because mm-hmm. had I been more uh, forthcoming or more uh, at certain times, uh, th- well, thought of myself differently, perhaps I would have shown more, but as it was, I showed quite a bit.
5: Yeah. And yeah.
0: then, um, so it didn't seem as though I was completely... Uh, off the zone or off the but obviously compared to what it could be yeah. it's not that now it also has to do with how much one's own personal ambition too yeah and one's own personal um uh activity or how much uh one is um out there too there's also that too it's not only because of being a woman it's also one's. Uh, but I guess when one sees um I was in a publication recently, and it was like, I think, maybe 10 or 12 men and two women who were being in the publication, yeah. you know, and I noticed, I said, oh, you know, just me and some, so-and-so, and then everybody else is, is, uh, they're all men, and I just thought, wow, um, and I, I think I noticed things like that more, and yeah. when you see ads in magazines, you know, you'll see...
2: Oh, and they had like, their roster. The roster,
0: like, and yeah. then just one after the other in some prominent, uh, it's amazing, uh,
2: yeah. It's amazing when that happens, because like, cause there's not—it's not more embarrassing, like for them. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, I think some
0: of it is changing now more, but where it really is—is um, indicated—is you know, when you see the prices of Lee Krasner compared to, well, of course, compared to Pollock, it's very hard to even—who can compare it to some degree, but yeah. in other words, it's where the the price is. That's where it really you know, there's quite a lot of women showing. Yeah. But in terms of where it is in terms of value buying yeah. value, it's less. It's almost like
1: Hollywood. Yeah. It is. There's plenty of women out there.
0: Yes. Sure. We need yeah.
2: a Jennifer Lawrence. In we do need look, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we need a
1: Jennifer Lawrence in the art world. <laughs> way, uh,
3: yeah.
1: Why not? Uh, and what do you think? How do you how do you feel about that? Your experience? Well, I think
3: looking um, back there were things that I limited myself as a young woman. Yeah. Um, There were external things, but also I was really shy, and um, Mm -hmm. I think I held myself back in a way that a young man wouldn't. So that's partly cultural. I mean, it's not. There is a lot of cultural. That is yes. Partly cultural. Um, Yes. But I certainly I did things that uh, I mean when I was in school I went and. I don't know if it, i I went and had my quote junior year abroad in 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 Japan. I went and lived in Japan for a year. and um, that's a very sexist society. You know, that's a very conformist society. Mm-hmm. and I was pretty much of a hippie then. I, I mean, I've been in a lot of situations where I felt like the odd person out. And when I came back from that, before I moved to New York, I went. I lived with my then boyfriend in Bucks County, PA, and had a welding job with him. So I've been in a lot of situations where, as a sculptor, that I mean, my identification was particularly as a sculptor, and that involved at that time in the '70s, it involved using a lot of tools and doing strange things in public, anyways, like being sort of a nonconformist and. Women are taught to conform, so when I'm always when I'm pushing up against yeah. those edges, I mean, I, I, I felt That's uncomfortable good. a lot. I mean, there were many times I did feel uncomfortable. There wasn't like a place that, as a woman artist, I was going to step into. It was always about creating situations, and at that time, I supported my. I worked for artists for a while. I worked for mm-hmm. Nancy Graves, who was very self-assured. Um, mm-hmm. In someone in her building, Charles Ross, and for Pat Steer, uh, who who lived in the building. Nancy and Pat lived in the same building for a while, and then Nancy got a big loft in Soho. So um, I got job, and, and Nancy recommended me for the Whitney program, mm-hmm. and I got a in in a in a caps grant. I got that kind of validation. Mm-hmm. Pretty. Those are mm-hmm. pretty good things. You know, I was able to keep making my work, which is what. Actually, one thing I really related to Eva Hesse in that film, she kept making her work, you know, and she had tremendous encouragement in Saul LeWitt. I mean, I would just almost cry when I, I mean, like, why didn't she marry Saul LeWitt? He was so real, yeah. <laughs> he was so sweet. And I, and I, and I, and I, one of my friends in the Whitney program. Who was working for Solowit took me to his loft and I saw like this collection of her small pieces She in a vitrine. Mm-hmm. She died already. You know, I had sort of things that I considered very special and wonderful experiences that got that were encouraging mm-hmm. to me. Um, that, that I did as a young person, I was able to keep making work. And, and you know, I think that's very, very important. You know, you, you make enough work, you're bound to make something good if you just keep. You know, I was just cranking you still had it out the, all yes. the time. Yeah, working so constantly. I, I really That's didn't. Like, I didn't stop. I mean, energy. which is why I have so much work now, because I just. I mean, I had a real. Because
2: then it flips, and it's like. Yeah, but... But having all of the old work is like an asset
3: because it's like you. Well, know. hopefully we, yeah. hope, we that. hope that. I mean, it's yes. 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 so like yes. a big fear, the dumpster fear. It's kind of like <laughs> you know you see Toilet. you know if it doesn't assume value, then you've got it. You've got a deficit. You've got a real problem yeah, when yeah. your estate time comes and someone backs up a dumpster and empties out. <laughs> <house. laughs> that's one of my worst. <laughs> 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 I mean, I've seen it. You know, I've seen it in my neighborhood. Right. Yeah, oh, so, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, dark. So i i work going. Been, yeah, I've, yeah. you, I've yeah. heard a lot you know. So anyways. Um. Because I also worked um, for several artists. Because then when I mm-hmm. went more into photography, I mean, I did a lot of photographs for Richard Serra of his models. Mm-hmm. And I worked for Richard for quite a while. And mm-hmm. he was very encouraging with my work. I mean, he showed one of my pieces to another gallery or so on. And then I worked before that. I worked also for um, Hans Namuth, who really? was a... Yeah. a you know, photographer mm-hmm. and he had um, Museum Without Walls the movies that he made mm-hmm. so I worked for him also in film
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, there uh, I mean the, he made the film on Albers and of course the one on Pollock but a whole series of um but I learned a lot from Hans I learned a lot from him, it was great working for him because mm-hmm. uh, you know the um, his partner at the time was uh Paul Falkenberg who was this old, old person then who had been the film editor on M you know the Peter Lorre film Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, so I learned a lot about film and I thought I would go off into working in film as a film editor that was a good way to learn about making film totally. but then it was very very um, you know that either you went on independent or else you tried to become part of a union, which mm-hmm. then became like another, you know, sub assistant to assistant to like for you know, it was just very, very a hierarchy. Bureaucracy. Yes, yeah. really. Uh, and um, so I went more back into photography and um, I worked also for Dan Budnick, who was a photographer who also did a book on de Kooning and. Uh, David Smith. So I learned a lot from these. In fact, uh, working in these situations and and had a lot of encouragement actually from mm-hmm. these ver- these different uh, mm-hmm. situations. And at that time, a lot of young artists worked for other artists. You know, it was I mean right. still now too, of course, but yeah. it's not. It's uh, yeah. And I think one learned a lot there. Yeah. You think it's well, changed? I, I actually I don't yeah. I don't I don't no. I I think it's going on yeah. in that way that's a
3: another way when i finished mm-hmm. when, I, when i finished that so my first experience uh-huh. having a studio in new york was mm-hmm. on reed street mm-hmm. in, in lower manhattan with the whitney program and there mm-hmm. were just so many younger artists running around it was always yes. downtown mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there was magoo's yes i mean yes. i spent a lot of time in the downtown bars there was barnabas rex magoo's where uh, ron gorchoff and bill Jensen's were there every night holding court. <laughs> and my then boyfriend, he moved into New York with me and got a job making Ron's uh, stretcher. Mm. His his mm. shaped canvases. The mm. welder,
1: the welder boyfriend. Uh,
3: yes, but it was, They were all wood. Uh, he was yeah. actually. I was really good with metal, but he oh. was really actually very gifted yes. with wood. He made guitars too, and. Um, he made those shaped canvases. I mean the show that just opened at PS1, it was a 40 year anniversary of a, of a very influential show that the first show at PS1. Oh, it was oh. it was sort of that generation of artists yes. who were for me the big kids in Soho. They're the ones who, yes they're the ones yeah. who bought who got lost in Soho maybe bought building like George Machunas. Mm. I mean we were like I was like one of the younger kids barely able to afford a place in Tribeca. For a studio, you're like, oh, all the rejects were in Tribeca Oh, <laughs> you know, no. right, right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, so I yeah. uh, like, To give you a perspective, I mean, uh, Lower Manhattan was empty, basically. Yeah. yeah. But it, I it was male uh, dominated. I, yes, I think there was yes. Gordon Matta Clark, like, Gordon Clark, because I knew Gordon like, too. There were just yes, so many yeah. crazy things happening mm-hmm. in Lower Manhattan. Yeah, talking about a,
1: a male archetype um, practice. Gordon Matt yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, carving into, carving into buildings and yeah. um, cutting them open.
0: So I mean, there was. I had a loft uh, on on the corner of Grand and West Broadway for oh. years on the top floor oh, okay. and uh which was incredibly inexpensive and it was right there at the and it was right there and yeah. when I was there there was hardly any, going up west broadway that it was dark and I mean it wasn't very many lights and then suddenly there would be an outpost two blocks up or it was such it was but yeah it was so very different so we weren't
3: displacing anybody no you, you know no. it was vacant mm-hmm. And they, I mean, there was,
0: it was a, old lofts, I mean, old empty. factories, old yeah, factories that, empty. yes, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there was
3: a t- Tim, the artist Tim Burns made this fantastic film that I saw yeah. two, two winters ago. And he describes mm-hmm. how landlords would try and vacate the loft buildings in Tribeca. They, they would hire crews to cut holes in the ceilings. Uh-huh. And then, you know, like slowly the, the rain would come in and buckle all the floors, and then yeah. they'd be able to, it was a mafia. Uh, it was called Mafia in Tribeca. In Tribeca. <laughs> oh, really? oh gosh! I knew mean, the know way about what's that was yes. there right now. You know, I mean, the crazy oh. stuff there. Oh. Um, but oh. I don't know. So when I and I, and also I went from from I worked as for artists for a few years, and then I went into construction. I mean, because oh, it was oh. like, why am I building walls? For, I'm not. I'm not actually getting involved with. The business aspect. I'm doing grunt work in their studios. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, and Nancy was great, but she's going, "Oh, you're the only you, you're the only one who can do this kind of line," you know. But I, I mean, I, I I could do it, but I wasn't learning anything yeah. else really. And so I, for the other guy, for Charles, I was building walls, and I talked with an artist friend, like this kind of sucks. And I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, but I was. Yeah. I mean, I was getting my wages um, 25 an hour. You know, yeah. if you could imagine yeah. that, but you know, just I mean, with inflation, what would yeah. that be? I mean, yeah. I don't know, like but
2: fifteen if, dollars. Yeah. Actually,
3: yeah. yeah. So yeah. I started yeah. working. Not, I, not even that. Maybe less. two weeks, yeah. but that was the going rate. Right. It wasn't okay. like I was.
4: It was normal. It was normal. Yeah,
3: and uh, so I got a job working as an assistant for a plumber who was a, who also rig, who was a rigger for Mark DeSuevero, oh, working down on that Front Street loft. Oh, that's I where his Dallas Dallas Haynes, who was that's how I know Nancy. Oh, I see. And uh, so I work. I did that for a few years. So I again, I had the experience of being a woman on a male crew. I mean, I like oh, guys yes. a lot. Yes, <laughs> I, get, I get a lot. You know, it's, <laughs> guys are fun. But so I had that experience. Sometimes that's of
1: that's <laughs> I can fine or horrible. I can. but
3: so there was that experience just of being <laughs> the odd person, you know. But mm-hmm. also, I was developing a facility for tools and building, and yes, you know, which it's is nice, wonderful. It's yes, nice to be able to look yeah. at a building and you know, know how it was built and yeah. what's inside the walls and how it works. I actually don't know very much about electric electrical, which is yeah. funny because I've done work on it, but I uh-huh. um, mean, it's a wonderful skill to have. I did that yes. maybe five years years, then I, then I, then all my, but then, because then we, then, but I was with. So this would have been
2: just like timeline-wise, pre-Whitney or post-Whitney? This is post-Whitney, but
3: because of the Whitney, I was downtown. I was on, I was on 29 Reed Street, which is right around City Hall, all the, all the city office buildings, so there was a lot of sense of vacancy and of, Running right. wild in the streets, yeah. You know, like really? we could, we could do anything we wanted. Like yeah. I did guerrilla public sculpture. Like gee, I want to put a sculpture there, so I would. Yes, right, right, right. <laughs> 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 it might be great? It is wonderful Yeah, so that. There, that that yes. there, you know that was really a mm-hmm. fun part. But then when after the Whitney and I started hanging out, I my my when I my studio, who I got from the same artist, uh, record. Steve Miller, who I met in Provincetown, I had a grant right after school mm-hmm. and were a residency. And so he said, um, John Ahern needs a, John Ahern has a studio for rent. So I rent, that's how I got my place in Franklin Street because I, I started renting it as a studio. And then I met a whole other bunch of people, some of whom were from the Whitney program, Robin Winters, Colleen Fitzgibbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started going out with Alan Moore,
4: mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
3: Tom Otterness, the Ahern brother, John and Charlie. So this whole gang of people mm-hmm. yeah. and they had just they were had just started doing shows in their lofts, um, oh, collaborative projects that they were just forming it. And I was, oh man, I don't know if I want to do that. But I've been to artists. There's another thing: artists meeting for cultural change uh, oh, around yes, the time heard a the PS1 was yes, opening. Yes. So there was some sense of oh. artists working together and having some idea of collective action, which was really new to me. I mean, I'm from upstate New York, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just from a small town. It never really it was not, you know. I mean, I always had a sense of fairness. I, I wanted to mm-hmm. learn about the world, and but I never had that sense of collective action. And so mm-hmm. going to those meetings, I was interested enough to go but not really get involved in it. But then I started going I started going to collab a couple of collab meetings. There so I wait I mm-hmm. there were yeah, big I fights about money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go into a fighting situation mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but Robin Winters, I don't know if you know him yeah. I mean, he was where I first showed my work, and he was old friends with Joan. That's how I met Joan. Oh, I if see. He had worked as an assistant for her, or had done work. They worked together. Because Joan you, was oh. one
0: of my first, was my sort of one of my first friends in the art was world. Joan Jonas. Joan Jonas, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. And so she was, um, yeah, one of my first uh, friends. In how did you meet Joan? Well, I mean, she's um, uh, basically uh, her godmother Jean Reynal who was a mosaic artist was a friend of my mother's so and that was how I that was how I met her in France? here Oh. oh here yeah and uh and uh Joan was just leaving for um, Mexico, and I was younger, I mean, I was about 17 then or something like that, but I remember we stayed in touch, wow. and then, uh, like so I met, a friend. yeah, yeah, we've wow. known, yeah, actually, yeah. we've known each other for years and years, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's true, uh, but anyway, I was going to, um, you were going to say oh, about, the, that's was how, the Robin, yes, it was, was, was uh, the
3: first place I ever showed my work, I mean, I, I, had, I never had the aspiration to show my work at an early age, uh-huh. and and I didn't go to school. School, people go for sculpture. Are you kidding me? Uh, Just what? buy your own tools. Oh, <laughs> what do I buy? Why go to ma- who needs uh-huh. a master's yeah. for Right, right,
0: right. Buy your own well, tools. How and times have studio. changed. Yeah. How yeah. Times have cha- well, so, because I, I taught for what I did was I taught, you see, for years. I taught at Parsons uh, and I taught at NYU. Hmm? And, and I taught
3: each- at RISD. It was such a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it was like so bad. Really? so bad. When was that? I don't even remember. It was in the 80s sometimes.
0: 'Cause I taught it, for like fifteen years yeah, probably. You to get up I taught six for, to take the train oh, to go right. there and uh-huh. teach. Oh, I mean, yeah,
2: the like, kind of the RISD, the New York living RISD artists. yeah. Oh, so.
0: No, yeah. But so But I thought the teaching was a, a way for me to continue, you know, to continue working and actually want yeah. the teaching I taught at Parsons for about five years and then at NYU wow. in the um, you know, the, the School of Art and Art Professions, the School of Education. Uh, mm-hmm. They had Jerry Pryor is the head of that, but then they had John Torriano in painting and Jack Risley in sculpture and Peter Campus in video. And I, it was studio art. I was in the mm-hmm. studio art faculty for a long, long time. Wow. But then um, at Parsons, I taught um, drawing, painting, and then a special course for artists because at Parsons they had a lot of you know students in communications right, what yeah. they, uh, at that time. And then when I went to NYU, I taught in I taught photography, but in the studio art program. So mm-hmm. the students were doing all sorts of you know they could be writing poetry, but photographing their drawings with mm-hmm. the poetry and doing all sorts of things like that. So mm-hmm. it was a way of um, yeah. I actually I, I feel that um, at that time. Well, and I did. I was asked to teach at NYU because uh, Jerry Pryor knew my work. Nice. He said, "We don't have anybody here teaching the kind of work you're doing," mm-hmm. and which is sort of this hybrid um, uh, painting and photography uh, manifestation of my work, multidisciplinary in a way, but under the photography
4: yeah.
0: uh, program within that. So, um, I found that that was. For me, uh, in, in sort of kept me really on my toes in, in some sense, and I thought that the students were—I were, had some really good students, so I found that that was very um, dynamic or it was interesting. Yeah. And when was that? Not all of them, not all of them, but quite a lot. Quite, <laughs> sure. quite a lot of them were very, very good, and even even in most part, I found something very, um, you know, for them to develop their own way of seeing or I. Anyway, I learned a lot too. <laughs> yeah. I just I couldn't teach now because I don't have a ma- I, you know but a, a, a master's. Even though, of course, then it was probably some people had masters, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, they. He just said. He just said. I mean, I took the place of somebody um, who was having at Parsons uh, a colleague, an art, another artist, and she was having a baby, and so I took her place, and then I was having a. Joanna, and mm-hmm. so, but I continued teaching <laughs> during all that. <laughs> so then, oh, it went, so that
1: must. Have, so you were 86, teaching. Eighty uh,
0: six. Well, yeah, eighty. Uh, yeah, in the 80, 86 to about uh, two thousand and two, oh, something God. like that. Yeah, wow. yeah. And uh, yeah, I was teaching for. I thought that for me that was a way of. Uh, I mean, I was always an adjunct, so I was teaching three courses and then another one here. But still, it was that was. A lot of people did go in that direction of mm-hmm. teaching but not it didn't have to be you
5: know mm-hmm. it didn't yeah. have to yeah. be at but
0: all. and i never anything. i i thought later on oh i could have maybe gone on to get a masters but i didn't but then you did didn't you eventually get a masters
3: mhm yeah but the yeah. thing i guess what i was saying earlier is i didn't have the aspiration to come to new york and Boom, get my work out into mm, a a public arena and be showing, doing, doing mm, show, you know, get signed up with mm, a gallery and be doing solo shows one every three years. It was just. The community found you, kind of. I came here, but when I was in Japan, my teacher, my teacher was, he was part of a National Living Treasures, right? My teacher, I said, In Japan, yes, that's I, he, he, it was seventy-eight generations of potters. Yeah. It was older than mm. our country, right? I said, "Where do you get the clay?" And he said, "Well, a long time ago, Japan was under the sea." You know, like <laughs> when <it> was really <laughs> <laughs> so, it wasn't just I, like went, crazy uh, crazy, uh, crazy. Sea. Well, yeah. Yeah. Know, I mean, I was yeah. just on a different. All my relatives have lived to be like ninety years old. Yeah. Yeah. I just really, you know, I remember at the Whitney program saying, "Well, I've got the people's." You'd show you're working when you're like 40 or 50. Yes. When did that, you know, when, when I was in the Whitney, it seemed like, yeah, I could have been saying, when you're 120 or, you know, I just
0: didn't really have any... Well, because so, de Kooning had his first show when he was 42. Yeah. So, so that was yeah. kind of a, a, an idea that you really mm-hmm. didn't have to be... Right. Not rushing. Right? And right? Matisse. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think that there was a, lot, a late yeah. beginning. Yeah. They would have been already artists. They were. I mean, de Kooning was already an artist and Louise yeah. Bourgeois
3: wasn't. So, she wasn't a blip on the screen. I mean, yeah. she wasn't anybody. I mean, she was, I mean he yeah, understood well,
0: to some degree she was, she was always started. somewhat showing and then uh, but she yeah. wasn't like yes no the no one, then, then it became really the no. One person yeah. no 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 who, the no, the way
3: she was for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh no no, so, still so
0: still. So when I what am I saying? Why am I talking?
2: In no, the no, wind no, so,
0: the Oh, um, the idea of showing—you uh, weren't rushing into showing. Necessarily. No, I actually wasn't. So, so my so first like you show was in those this terms. artist. Yes. You know, when
3: people were saying, "Oh, we're having, we're bringing, you know, we're gonna," so it was like we're, everyone's doing something on the topic of such and such. And It seemed like fun. Like Robin uh-huh. was doing a dog show. I yeah. thought, oh, okay, so mm-hmm. I'll do uh-huh. a dog. I mean, I was working on a dog. I was working on a dog for. Uh, for a a play for a uh. for a for a um Joanne Acolytus' play. I mean, oh, there was, I see. it was, oh, I mean, right. but it, like, of course, I was so argumentative at the time. I mean, was like, like, I just got into a big fight with, it. I wouldn't give them the dog. It was terrible. It was what? a play about Colette. And I wouldn't give Colette? them the dog. I liked <laughs> it so much as it was supposed to be a prop. And then I wouldn't give it to them. <laughs> it was terrible. Robin's going, Yeah, don't get to art. Don't give him that dog. And I'm like, Yeah, you're right. You know? uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, did it make it into was the dog show? Well, yeah, of course, everything yeah. made it into uh, the dog show. No, joke. I mean, did did you? I, I. You, you I re- submitted it. I you, well, re- I just it. took it over. It wasn't yeah. submitting. It was just, you know, the only thing he rejected. One of the artists yeah. brought a bag of bones, and he oh, said, "Oh, that's I not... live here. They
0: smell." That was, <laughs> <What does laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> that was the only. It was just when, like, I mean, so I think that, I think that at that, that time, think, uh, the the art world was much smaller. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that is. Um, yeah. I realize now, too, yet, how small the art world but, was yeah, to some degree. When I, degree. You
3: know, when yeah. I started, yeah. when I learned what they were doing at No More Games and yeah, the cluster, right. in the quote, Donut right. District, yeah. I was like, uh, oh, this is so much fun. I mean, yeah. is, it uh. had the same feel of right. those right. early yeah. collab shows, uh, yeah, that yes. collectivity. Yeah. And so, but through mm-hmm. Colab, I mean, they had already done Doctors and Dentists manifesto show. Uh-huh. Um, what was Doctors and Dentists? It was... I never knew about that. I never knew that one. Doctors, Doctors and dentists. know, <laughs> because they're like artists using small motor skills. Oh, yes. Right, right. But oh, they, didn't, yes, they didn't work on people's teams.
1: No. <laughs> uh, no. Because that would be a great service because yeah. so many artists oh, don't have done that. Oh, yes. Do you I want to
3: know, know. maybe just started, like some of our listeners?
2: Yeah. Know, would you... What? Yes.
3: Say what... Well, it was really started as an artist union. Yeah. It was about 40 people and Michael McClard, Lies Woods, Lies the I mean, there's a book about about it now, actually, yeah. and printed matter did a yeah. show. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's a lot of information about collaborative projects. So, so, um, but it really was to get funding, to get equipment mm-hmm. for people who are making film and video, and and to, to fund shows and alternate in, in venues other than the White Box. You know, all over New York, mm-hmm. and and so I met a lot of new people, and I had a new boyfriend. I was. It's like fun, you know. And so so mm-hmm. we so the thing I mean the crazy thing that, that Alan and I and Ann Messner mm-hmm. and Peter Monig did is we broke we, we, we made a show called the real estate show. And right. that is that you know, that's one of the craziest things I ever did. It's actually I, I mean that's how we got ABC No Rio. We went we broke okay. into a building right. and mm-hmm. mounted a show on real estate and then the city closed it down. And then took the work, right? Mm-hmm. They t- held the work hostage. Yeah, they oh, gave uh, most of it back. Yeah. Most of it back? Most uh. of it. <laughs> what did they keep? Uh. Well, they destroyed some of it when they were taking it. Uh. But we, you know, it was just like the topic was real estate. And Alan found the building over on Delancey Street, 123 Delancey Street. And so we it was we always used to say it was the shortest show in history because it lasted one night. It lasted two nights, and then we went back, and the police had put the had, had put the locks on it. So we got into this sort of ruckus. I mean, it was like an unexpected thing. And and um, to, some of the artists were German, Christoph Kohlhofer. Who had worked with Sigmar Sigmar Polka in in Cologne and Dusseldorf, and Peter who's who lives in Cologne, but he was here on one of those international residencies of PS1. Yes. So Mm -hmm. they were students of Joseph Boys, and Boys was in town. Oh. Because he was. Did he go to the the opening? He, he came to our uh, press uh, conference. Oh. <laughs> which is even better because yes, it was like right? the police yes, and Joseph Boyce and Ronald Feldman. And That's it a, sort of right? gave us a leverage to negotiate mm. with the mm. city. So, you know, we think there's a little difference of opinion there.
0: But all of a sudden, we yes. were in
3: it, they were saying, you can't have that space because it's slated for urban renewal. Mm. It's part mm-hmm. of our urban renewal project, which started last year. I mean, it was vacant for 40 years. Yeah, yeah. So we just wanted to do a you guys show. Are like, for,
2: what, are, what are we doing? Like, we, what do we just do we
3: wanted to do a show for two weeks about <laughs> real estate, about <laughs> the artist's role in real estate. There wasn't a, we didn't, nobody knew the word. Touch. Did anyone
1: try the uh-huh. Uh-huh. as urban renewal tech? What do you mean? Like
3: uh-huh.
1: that you were renewing the the
3: space. The we neighborhood were saying, or the, we were
1: or the saying,
3: area. We were, yeah. we were yeah. saying we wanted to the have, uh, we, we felt affinity with the poor people in the neighborhood. We didn't want to be artists who were mm. acting as pioneers to lead to gentrification. We were pointing oh, out the artist's role in Soho, You know, it, the artist's role in mm. gentrification, mm. how mm. artists had gotten priced out of Soho. It was just evident that, that the big, you know, the, the, with the real estate market in Soho, the artist's role in that. So that was sort of what it was about. We didn't want to be saying, "Hey, yeah. Yeah. But, uh-huh. stick with us if you want to go <laughs> to the hot places." <laughs> that was like the opposite of what we wanted. You know, like my poster says, "Insurrectionary urban development," <laughs> right? I mean, that's what we were doing. So we went in, we we got stopped, and then, but the city said, "How about some other building?" Oh. So they gave us a list. I mean, a printout of all these buildings to pick from. Take another one, maybe like
0: oh, so then that's how even, you got the one. Oh, that's how we got it. ABC no, Noria, oh, they, they ABC gave us a list.
1: I mean, we, I mean, yeah. it was like a three-month process. Oh, yeah. And did you pay rent at ABC Noria?
3: Yes, that was, that was that was that. Eventually, what we we got another little like a field office that we use. We got five dollars a month rent um, for six weeks, oh, or no, five dollars for six weeks. Six weeks, and oh. then we, they wouldn't. uh I, And we had performances and film mm-hmm. and video there. And from there, we went and looked at other spaces from this long list of empty buildings, because all the landlords had defaulted. No, no, they were all empty. The landlords had defaulted. The city was right. the biggest landlord. Huh. Because this, you know, because no one could afford it. Yeah. Well, this, so is this, ni- was 1980? 19, this was in the nineteen eighty. This is in nineteen seven. This is in February nineteen eighty. Mm, and mm. we went building after building. We had teams of people who would oh. go, uh-huh. and. Um, and see each one and cemetery. i i mean i was on the team who went into 156 Riverton Street and i said mm-hmm. this is it because we had a backyard i mean there were people living upstairs but it was a ground floor and we got it as a we got we didn't have any colab didn't want it they said we don't want to pay we don't want to administer a space but colab mm-hmm. was a 501c3 so we had to get our own 501c3 eventually right, right, so right. they so the city Gave me a month to month lease. Wow. Set as artist studio and related activities, and we know, you know, we'll work out the insurance later. I mean, it was ah, like, you, it's know, like, I mean, you can't not- imagine the city doing anything. And, and it was ah. the basis of that. Also, I mean, partly I would have loved to have it as a studio for myself. You know, I you know, partly, you know, yes, the human sure. thing like, damn, my name is on uh, this studio. Uh, yes,
0: right. <laughs> How many were you? How many people's names were on the on One! The, just one. I mean, so oh, when, oh, we a, for the whole, when we yes, got that's it, so when crazy. We got an that is,
2: lease.
3: yes, that's an, an, an hour's one. wages for you. Yes, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, two hundred a month. Two hundred a month. Right, right. Really. Yeah. But then, when we got an actual real lease, <laughs> right. it was me and, and Bobby G. Robert Goldman oh, who you I know. Yes. yes. Yeah. And, but uh, that led eventually, over these many years, uh, to owning the building. Mm -hmm. which i think is the real miracle and it has nothing to do with me it was like these persistent people who took over the next bunch i mean it was me and alan and bobby and maybe christy Rupp. then when we got burned out another set jack Mm -hmm. waters and peter kramer took Mm -hmm. over and they were they were involved with kember fowler uh the voluptuous horror of Karen Black. They were. They all shared a building, so they uh-huh. had some pretty wild performances there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then they uh-huh. ran it for a while, and then there's this sort of murky territory of who was actually... But then Stephen Englander, who's been there for a while. For long yeah, he's yes. been there for a long And he's the one who, like the building was packed with, with a zine library, with a computer center, with a print screen, a screenshot. It really was a community center. I mean, he that, his group... That's what I thought was so that.
0: impressive. Also, coming to the the last show yes. and seeing how much of a community, yes, it, how it, it functioned it, as a community center for a long, long time, yes. which was wonderful. Even, yes. but it's been almost yes. dormant for it's the dormant past four dormant. years yes. we it,
3: so. So, but this bunch got it. So we would we would own we would buy it from the city for a dollar mm-hmm. with 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 the with the, with the Agreement that no one would live there because no one would squat there anymore, uh, uh-huh. and that uh, we would restore the building. But it cost so much to restore the building; it was easier to rebuild it. Right. right? So at that point, um, Castrucci, the architect Paul Castrucci, who does a lot of green buildings, and he has a place called Bullet Space. Oh, I know on the lower side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So he, so mm-hmm. so he's the architect for the new building, and. Um, it looks the very beautiful. Building, I mean, the yes. corner building, Straits Smotse factory, got sold for thirty million dollars. It's it's getting so this new horrible glass cube, this box, got designed, and that's right. that's why we have to move now because the rent, the demolition of that building would knock over ABC No Rio. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a mm-hmm. good thing. But everybody had to jump this spring to like, well, okay, we got to get out of here. But <laughs> oh, the thing that's just so amazing to me, I mean, so it wasn't the shop, it wasn't the shortest running show. It's like the longest. It's running, the longest It's, it's <laughs> like the cast. <laughs> it's like it's the like cats that cats that it's, <laughs> like, it's like because we own the um, building. Yes. I mean, the group. I, I don't know if any in that way. I think it's unprecedented for like a quote nonprofit to. Own their space. Yeah. Maybe That's true. Maybe you know, white com- no white No doesn't. white condos. Yeah. Yeah. And artists yeah, had to that move. Yeah, that is amazing. That turned out. Yes, and so yes. clock however, tower
1: just got kicked out of the clock tower.
3: Yes, but they yes. got. Yes. But yes. the people <laughs> fought that loss. They, they won the lawsuit to reinstate the clock tower as a public access space. Did they really? Yes. Oh, yes. that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yes. that's great. Oh. So I mean. Mm. You know, Alana Heiss and um, Anita Cantini were so, they were were really the pioneers. They were very, very strong women who
0: started started
3: these things. Of course, they mainly showed guys. That's true, that's just kind of but, true if you look at it that way. Yeah, but but they, <laughs> it's true. but they but they yeah. had this vision to use the un, you know to use the unused space in the city for the arts. I mean, yes, I think they and like doing PS one. Yeah, right, starting yeah. There. Yeah. And, yeah. And Anita yeah, was very true. close with Mark Dissourov, who oh, started Socrates. Oh, so that's oh, sort of right. the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's sort of the lay of the mm-hmm. land when mm-hmm. when right. I was a young artist. Come, although you know I could see it now, but uh, at the time I just. I just wanted to work in my studio. I didn't you know, I never mm-hmm. thought that you know I would I mean I would do public sculptures, the gorilla public sculptures and I wanted to make public sculpture but mm-hmm. fountains, that was really, you know, my mm-hmm. aspiration when I was a young artist.
0: Blinky palermo piece in the in the book as oh, i yeah. stood there reading it um that had also been about a window installation that reverberates into the space and i thought well here i go to see his paintings but then i end up with this book about another tangent which has more to do with what i'm trying to do yeah, yeah. you know so it's just funny how those influences can happen or or serendipitous that you just you wouldn't have expected yeah. yeah and the fact that in the book they said that um his inspiration, Luke Tymans' inspiration for that period of work, came from an Edward Hopper painting called "Sunlight in Sunlight in a Room." Interesting. And that Hopper had said that that painting, because usually he always put a figure in all his paintings, mm-hmm. Hopper yeah. did, and he decided in that one not to put a figure, and that's why it so much veers between mm-hmm. representation and abstraction, because mm-hmm. it really looks like an abstract. Painting almost, except it's an actual room. Yeah. So it is an object in a sense, but yet it it looks like an abstraction, and that's what Luke Timens was taking totally. out of that. Yeah. And also, they had gave an example of a Gerhard Richter painting. Which is, so they had all these wow. examples of, and I thought, well, you know, I didn't know about this book. I didn't know that he'd done that work. It was work he'd done ten years ago. Yeah. So it's so funny. So you know, funny. I mean, it's like, you know, what kind of pops up, right? But yeah. how do
1: you think about the tension between representation and abstraction in your photographs and in your, well, I mean, in your greater practice?
0: Well, you know, when I was thinking about that the other day, because I was thinking that um, the, what I've shown most are the photo emulsion and linen works that are all photographs of collages. Right. So they look like, in a sense, a, I don't know, like looking through a lens at art history of modernism, let's say, or um, because a lot of them are almost directly quotational. Yeah. That um, could be a Mondrian or, but seen in a photographic way. And so they look like abstractions, but actually they're representational in the sense that you can see what they're made of. So they're actual pieces of felt, pieces of cardboard, and you can recognize the cardboard. You can recognize the plastic. You can recognize, um, you know, the, the kind of boards that architects use. Uh, they're, so they're all recognizable objects, yeah. but they look like abstractions. Right. And uh, and in a way, my work has become more representational in in what I'm doing now.
2: It's interesting too that like, uh-huh. the, well, I was reading that. Um, the Raphael Rubenstein thing about you, like oh, uh, yeah. in preparation for this, oh, yes, and yeah. how he was—it's just interesting because he's talking about how that work is like points to kind of a future painting from when it was like you know the inkjet printing kind of space where we're existing now. But it's interesting with yes. that, that, like is also so rooted in the past as well. Like it's yes, it's kind of like it's like looking backward and forward. At the same
0: it, time. Yes, it's like looking backward. Yeah. And for, yes, that's a. Uh, And it's funny because there again with my students, I showed them this years ago, I showed them how to use liquid light, yeah, which was, you know, because with liquid light, you know, you go in the darkroom and then you actually see the hand because you're, so it looks like a painting, but you've used the, so it's a different kind of appearance.
5: Yeah. Whereas
0: the linen I was using was a, a Belgian linen that had been, the photo motion was put on in, in by machine in Germany. And uh, so it has no... There's no sign of the hand. It's really just... Uh, you know the, It's always uh,
2: interesting that liquid light like didn't
0: take off more. I know. I did. And yet when I did it with the students, it's funny because I did quite a lot of photograms with the students too. Mm-hmm. Because I felt, well, years ago that my work was very coming out of man ray also because in a sense he was a photographer and a painter yeah and um that's another thing from my generation more is that you were more like you were a sculptor or a painter or and i think you're more defined in that yeah. way and i think that a lot of those boundaries have really dissolved now it's true. and everybody's either made you know they can do it's open uh ended in that way you don't have to be so much defined by that mm-hmm. but i was thinking that um well i had my students doing photograms and um some of them really liked it and others had no interest <laughs> I mean just like and so uh, when um, we did the liquid light the same thing they, some were not that involved but yeah. since some really did some nice nice work and um, so um, yeah they um, those photomotional linen works are, are kind of very um, there's an element of craft involved but not overly so because they're rather rough but you can see that the collages are handmade. Yeah. But it's a photograph of the handmade. Right, right, so right. in the end it's finished, but it is the craft is second hand. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Unattended. Unattended right exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, That's yeah. A, you know, so. Yeah. So it has a
1: The yeah. idea um I was just thinking the idea yeah. of multi- multi-disciplinary practices. Now I almost feel like artists are now I don't know what you think David, but they're pressured to be well, to be jacks of all trades, and oh. to be mm. able to write their own press releases, and to have
5: mm.
1: you know, mul- different media in under the same umbrella, and um, the notion of painting and sculpture is almost a non-functional division mm-hmm. at this at this point.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting that you didn't experience it that way. Um, well, when you are coming?
0: Well, I know that a lot of in my in my generation, or when I was younger, that a lot of people were more um, they were sculptors. I'm a sculptor, you know. I'm, uh, and um, because I'd worked in photography, and I came out of sculpture. Maybe it's I sort of segued. Um, I was in a show at PS1 in uh, 1979. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> and it was called The Altered Photograph. <laughs> sure. And that was one of the first shows of that kind of, of work. And so it was just starting, you know, to sort of manifest then.
1: Oh, and, so you were the vanguard of,
0: in that, of, in um, that um, of of, kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. or um, And uh, so that is, um, and I guess that's a historic show, really, in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but so. Uh, I kind of felt as I was kind of out on a limb, maybe, you know.
2: <laughs> so I'm trying to describe what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, right, right.
0: I mean, a lot of people sort of said, "Well, what are these? Are these? Uh, what are they? Paintings? Or they, they were? A lot of people couldn't understand how they were made, or what was, you know, how they were. But. Um, my uh, the dealer I show with in Berlin would like to show them, uh, the gallerist that I show with there, but uh, we'll see, we'll see yeah. what, what happens. You know, because they're all work from. Um, I mean, I've shown them in Italy and I've shown them in uh, and I've shown them here a few times. And but um, uh, we'll see. It's all about can they be shipped there and so on. And uh, I used to take them off the stretchers and then restretch mm-hmm. them, but I don't want to do that anymore. It's a little too. It sounds uh, like a, a, risky, a pain. A pain, yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> it's like yeah. uh, traveling with them. But I think that yeah, the multidisciplinary situation sort of evolved of its own um, um, of its own accord. You know, I think, or just sort of one kind of work led to leads you to another work, which is what, in any case, happens. Yeah, you can't really completely know about it before you start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You think? How do you think about that? Yeah. I don't want to be eating well.
3: Well, I remember actually (laughs) when I went to undergraduate, there was a lot of talk that you had to be one or the other. Really? Mm -hmm. But I started, I signed up for sculpture with the shortest line in registration. (laughs) (laughs) And it seemed to suit me pretty well.
1: Get her done. It's true, Mm -hmm.
3: but um, I like I like I mean painting is so daunting, you know, so old. But um, I like doing both things. I really do. I like I. I wish I knew how to edit video, but. Once I after 11 I took two classes in, mm. in Maya in computer animation. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh. But I got very jaded because oh. I, I thought it's not it's <laughs> just so much in, in my head. and mm. my body was like getting
5: all gnarled.
3: Like the anime you know, the animation really starts coming to life and the animator is like getting more and more you know, distorted.
1: Wait, to jump back for a second, is there is there any correlation between that and nine eleven? You mentioned that you started
3: you Oh, yes, course? because I could I could get because there was no there were no jobs. I mean, there mm. was training mm-hmm. available. Oh, interesting. So, I took mm. classes at NYU. I took a class in in medical animation. Oh, wow. 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 Um, but That's then a- after that, there were no jobs mm-hmm. in medical animation. <laughs>
5: oh. oh yeah. And
3: so then because- I I took another class and mm-hmm. it was more getting back to having the ball drop and then the ball goes like that and then it you know uh-huh. and it wasn't it wasn't really that interesting i mean uh, i did make a model for you know when they were had a competition for rebuilding 9-11 i did an entry i did my entry in really? leia and it was fun to yeah. have to enter, you know, to be able to enter images on a flat plane and then flip the planes around and mm-hmm. build things, but I, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. I could see I would never, I would never be Korean. You know, I mean, the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> frankly, you know, the, yeah. the skill level was just unbelievable, and I, I just didn't, I didn't want it. It was like. Oh, well, like Neil tool. Jenny, Neil <laughs> Neil Jenny, who is like such a character, but he has this phrase like "photo free." I know he doesn't He's like. I know free free it, photo free and, paintings, and, and he doesn't like that. Yeah, really I know. What, my, what, I, that,
0: what does that
2: mean? It <laughs>
3: means like these, it, like it's not photo realism. Right. Like yeah. he, photography is not part, part of his process at all. And and I I really relate. That's what I relate, I relate to more. I mean, yeah. I mean, technology makes me so nervous and i, I just yeah. you know I, I i do the minimum i yeah. mean you know i mean i i just got a cell phone so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know so it, well, it's it does, really the, the it content like, what kind of tools you ne- yeah. you need I mean it's really mm-hmm. the content is what is however it's, it mani- you know, I know. manifests in those itself. early days I mean, like, like yeah. of, of like yeah. quips you know like yes, I yes. go over to yeah.
3: Liza and Willoughby's yes. loft and everyone would be doing a quip you know which is the early what's a quip a quip is like <laughs> what five years later it turned into a fax it was an image that could be transmitted Interesting. And but you know there was nothing really great about what, what Willoughby yeah, is yeah. like you know so think about something great to transmit that's not our
0: problem
3: you know and then, but like faxes I mean, who, fuck, who cares i mean who cares it's like where's my eight track you know like it's such anything, an incredible
0: thing though i remember mean, when the faxes first started and you'd be at, I mean, at night you'd be in bed or asleep or waking up and you'd hear someone you know, know. from in europe or something was sending uh, a fax yeah. and oh this is amazing yeah. you know this is like it was just such an incredible <laughs> oh that sounds really Annoying. It is. I'm mean, I woken I, I,
3: I, I just is, feel, <laughs> I feel sort of jaded about anything I mean, that's right. dependent upon technology. Yeah. I mean, no. actually, I feel like yeah. more and more I just want to be in my body. Yes, I mean, right, spend right. so much time talking to people, and you know, yeah. like it's just. Yeah. yeah. It, as artists, I mean, I, I just don't, I, I need to make things. You know, yeah. that's part of what yeah. I, I mean I, it mm. doesn't it yeah, doesn't that's what do I think it for when, me to yes. to touch a screen or I mean I just I'm t- I'm analog. I mean I live yes. in a body. So yeah. I think it's more of that's where I want to be. Oh I agree. But, but I, I did agree. I mean yeah. I did yeah, go to the I was going to these talks last week and the week before because uh, Martha Rosser has a show at Mitchell Mitchell Innocent Nash. I don't know if you've seen it. It's up it no, until yeah, July ninth. Yeah, no. But it was, it was based on a show she did in 1989 called something like uh if you, if you if you i don't know what i don't remember. Mm-hmm. but it, the one now is called it's a quote of Ed oh Koch, if you lived here you'd be home you'd be yeah right but the thing now mm-hmm. is like if uh ed Koch's thing if you can't afford who was the mayor when we did the real estate show mm-hmm. if you can't afford to live here move
0: oh oh you no, know
3: no. and so it, it's it's like <laughs> i mean that was the stance of the city mm-hmm. so i, I was mm-hmm. really kind of amazed To see, there was older work there which I haven't even seen. There's so much work there, but these panel discussions were of all the activists working now. I mean, Mm -hmm. every. I mean, it was astounding the people that they got Uh together for these Uh meetings. Uh I mean, one of them, the one night I didn't go, was this woman who, who her name's Alicia Boyd, and there's something at the at the at the Brooklyn Museum happening on July 10th, and I mean. See, the more that I pay attention to this stuff, the more upset I get. So yes, what yeah, it's like, yeah. but like, what's the? What's the? I mean, for me, that's really just trying to figure out my position as a citizen living in this. You know, living in in twenty sixteen in mm-hmm. New York, which has gotten progressively worse and harder. I mean, like, thank God, younger artists are. You know, there's still people who want to be artists, and they're coming to New York, and it's a center and exciting. But. Um, the whole city got rezoned last month I mean you know the towers I mean this this, this thing to um, have it's called exclusionary housing which mm-hmm. means every tower they'll have a few of quote affordable apartments but nobody can afford them yeah so every uh, community board rejected uh, it they said we don't want there's a it's unprecedented for for the city to be united against the mayor i mean this mayor our progressive mayor has been a total suck as far as i'm concerned this is going to be i mean i love tom uh you know i love the guy who's the um I mean, I'm blanking out on his name now. He's such a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. He's the arts commissioner. And mm-hmm. he used to work, I mean, he's just, he worked at the Brooklyn Museum, Tom Finkielberg. Tom mm-hmm. I mean, no. he's a fantastic, mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better person to be in that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's on leave because he's sick. And de Blasio, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like as mm-hmm. an artist, I hate, I mean, I don't really want to be in, poli- in politics,
0: you know, I don't Instead, really want well, to be that becomes such a, in there. Then but, it becomes very encompassing or very mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but, involving yeah or so, then, then, then you're doing you know you're doing politics, politics. You're, not you're doing politics you, yes, yeah but then you That's it, sort of taken over yes,
3: yes. But, I mean mm-hmm. our our quote progressive mayor it, yes. you know like like from day one he's he signed off on all of Bloomberg's policies mm-hmm. right with the housing I mean every housing mm-hmm. project that that was in the works with Bloomberg policies, he just said, okay, okay, okay. So this is like, it's like Bloomberg on steroids, what's happening now to have the whole city rezone. I mean, so, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I can have this nostalgia about what it was like in 1979, but the challenge really is fuck that. I mean, what's going on now? And what's going on now is like, because in a way, you know, you like I don't. I'm gonna be dead. You know, like thank God for the life cycle. Yeah, you Because know, yeah. I don't <laughs> fucking care. I don't, I don't care. kids. <laughs> totally. no, like, 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 so, how involved do I want to get? But is, is it is a. What is? You know, it just seems to be a disaster. Thank God for the
1: so, life cycle. <laughs> yeah. <that's> a great <laughs> great.
3: <laughs> well, it's a great equalizer. <laughs> right? That's the title totally. of this.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, know, this I don't know. I would what? still like to go
3: on. Thank what? God for yeah. the life cycle. Thank <laughs> God for the life cycle. Well, it's yeah. a great equalizer. Right. I mean, like the great. The where we were equal and we have 24 hours a day we all have that in common right right right. yes life and death are equal they have equal weight in our lives you know so you know, here I've gone these many years thinking I'm just going to be alive all this time and I have oh to God. work for a progressive and now I'm like I don't even fucking care what do you mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> because I'm going to be dead you know and, I mean like there's part of that can it can't
2: be a little Martha No Elsa <laughs> so like
4: Tate like for, for of you to walk another. away <laughs> no 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 it was the most coming out of
3: this yeah. right, right right because right, I met I know. all these people I mean I met this guy <laughs> Tom Ignati he works he works uh, he's a professor at Hunter I that's uh, Peter Marcuse I mean the, like the most brilliant people she got, and we're sitting in a room this big, and they're giving these little talks, and and you know people in the audience, all these young people, and, you know, like it's an age mix. Everyone, yes. this, I mean, this is the most. I said this should, this should. I mean, it was when the Democrats were, you know, having a sit-in. I mean, one of the people worked for one of the people who was doing the sit-in. You know, so it was a very exciting. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how she got all these people together, but the fact that sitting uh, uh, in, in Washington. In Washington, so I mean, uh, yeah. look, there's there doesn't seem to be any any recourse from reality, you know, to be alive and to be a citizen right now. I mean, I don't know how you balance those things, frankly, because partly, I mean, it's been a you know, it's great to start showing my old work. You know, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I just love the KMG boys forever Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. that was such for me an important show to do you know it it was I mean Mm -hmm. it was a tiny show but it meant the world to me and so many things happened from that but now I'm like I'm so sick of my old work I mean it's been this constant since 2007 when the downtown show happened at the at at, at, at at NYU it's been this constant flux of people coming and asking for images from the past from this time period and now you know I thought I'm just free I'm free of it now and then somebody else is making a film and so they want another bunch of stuff and I'm like you know I just want you know like you hey, what yes. year is it? Because I'm kind of sick of, like, revisiting Just the deep. golden years. Yeah, but yeah. if you want to find me, you know, I'm interested in Alicia Boyd who shut down. She's the only person who shut down this this rezoning in her community work because she got up and screamed. I mean, she saying, we don't want towers. I mean, they're so, I mean, who wants these luxury towers? Yeah, no, I terrible, mean, it's like terrible. there's, it's like Not the, even the people who no, live yeah. on quarters. No, course, no. But yes, I mean, yes, and it's, yes. like, it's like yes. built-in servants' quarters, you know. You know? Yes. It I mean, is. <laughs> it's not oh. it doesn't feel totally. inclusionary. I mean yeah. it's like here are the people who can work for us. So I don't know. I just I, I mean, like last night, I was at ABC and, and I was so, I mean, I, like I made new work there. I was oh. ecstatic. Oh, it was a very even nice a, piece. Even beautiful though piece, yes. it was in this um, dump, you know, uh-huh. it was, I mean, it was fun to be, I made three new pieces. One of them was like a pile of bricks and, and the picture of the glass building next door. Uh-huh. And this my, little, my, this t-shirt I like that it. I found there. Yep. The, Ignatz the Mouse, the one who throws bricks. Uh, So uh, I have the t-shirt set, he's from 1917, Crazy Cat, and Ignatz the Mouse. All that Ignatz Mm -hmm. does, he throws bricks.
2: That's all he wants to do.
3: Yeah, so I put the bricks, (laughs) I put three bricks, the Ignatz t-shirt, and a print of Mm -hmm. um, of the building, you know, Meet the New Neighbors. And, you know, someone wrote, someone wrote, someone reviewed it, and they go, oh, it's like encouraging some, <laughs> some vandalism, but that's the impulse, like, just, I mean, what can you do as a, as a citizen? I mean, I can hide out, I mean, I live in a cave, my place is a basement, you know, so I can hide out all I want, you know, yeah. hiding out is yeah. a pretty good specialty, uh-huh. but but then, you know, and I can be in there, and I can make watercolors, and make, you know, like my dream world there, which I think, I don't know, for me, that's a really important. Important part of, of being an artist, creating my own world. But then the reality interface—you know how do you know how do we share our work with others? And it should if be, otherwise it's just sort of a,
0: otherwise it's sort of a private fantasy. Of course, you know, yeah. Where but you're that's, sort of like going off on your riffing on your own uh, work. And I then, know. It should be. It's really about a, a communication as well. Yes. So it. Um, it that's at it's best. otherwise at its best, but, but it's still. <laughs> Should have that part of itself too, Mm -hmm. the private part. But uh, it's, um, yeah, it's a curious, I mean, uh, how one thinks of it, because then it becomes so subjective. It's just about your own work and your own musings and your own. uh, And now, um, I mean, that's why I do think that now a lot more, perhaps young artists, work with other artists in collaboration because I think that just being isolated off in a by yourself is in some way counterproductive in a in a way in a sense it's yeah. like not uh, it's a kind of curious shift in how one thinks about being an artist or you know just the way we think now that the whole idea of the great genius is kind of a little bit um, suspect. A suspect yeah yeah, yeah. It is.